Democrats continue to try to redesign our entire election system mere months before the November election to fit their partisan agenda. So says Republican National Committee Chairwoman Rona McDaniel, and she is right. Remember Obama's chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, when he said, You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. I'm Gail Trotter, a liberty-loving, tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. I want to keep you informed, and I want to be your advocate in Washington, D.C. Please subscribe below so you don't miss a single daily episode, and hit the bell and comment on what topics you would like me to cover next. Here is yet another example of Democrats and the left seizing on the opportunity of a serious crisis to push through their wish list of radical changes to our country and our system of government. I have three points to share with you today on this topic of election integrity. Point one, Democrats want to use the coronavirus crisis as an opportunity to achieve what they couldn't achieve before. Left-wing organizations have started a lawsuit in Minnesota to advance changes in election law, using the health crisis as justification for the changes that they have long sought to implement. So they want these changes, they haven't been able to accomplish them before, and now they're using the pretext of the health crisis to try and say that the situation now demands that we implement the changes that they have always wanted all along. They are demanding that the Minnesota Secretary of State, Steve Simon, diminish the integrity of the voting process by suspending a state law that requires all mail-in ballots to be delivered to the state by election day. Makes sense, right? You want to have a firm deadline for when an election is complete. What's the problem with this idea, though? If the state verifies ballots for weeks after the election day, it delays the outcome of the election and it opens the door for fraud and litigation. They did a poll in Minnesota, which was a Democrat-leaning survey, and 83% of voters support ballot receipt deadlines of election day. Minnesota absentee ballots are broad and generous, so the law in Minnesota already affords voters many opportunities, a lot of time to request their ballots, to receive their ballots, to vote and return them to the state. So you have a situation here where Minnesota Democrats are trying to push the envelope, no pun intended, on when ballots can be verified for an election. And there are many other lawsuits dealing with election integrity, too, with things like a ballot harvesting ban and the Minnesota voter protection law. Not only is this happening in Minnesota, it's happening in countries, in states around the country. So we're seeing many lawsuits similar to the ones in Minnesota and all have the same desired effect. They want to weaken 
our elections, weaken the integrity of our electoral process. My second point to share with you today is that the Republican National Committee, the National Republican Congressional Committee, and the Republican Party of Minnesota are fighting back against these efforts by Democrats and leftist organizations. They want to intervene in La Rose versus Simon, a lawsuit targeting the election integrity of Minnesota elections. They're also trying to intervene in a lawsuit called the ACLU uh, NAACP versus Simon. I want to quote a few top Republicans on why they feel like this is so important to step into these lawsuits. Quoting Rona McDowell, chairwoman of the RNC, quote, we have an election day for a reason, a system that allows for troves of late allowing, uh, arriving ballots is ripe for fraud and weeks of prolonged litigation, and that does nothing but undermine Americans' confidence in our elections. We also have a quote by NRCC Chairman Tom Emmer. He says, Democrats and their lawyers will stop at nothing to unfairly game the electoral system. The NRCC is proud to partner with the RNC and the Minnesota GOP to ensure integrity in our elections. And then finally, from a Republican leader in the state of Minnesota, where this is actually the case, where the case is happening, where it most affects the voters in these lawsuits, Republican Party of Minnesota Chairwoman Jennifer Carnahan said, from ballot harvesting to eliminating deadlines to allow Democrats to find ballots, it's imperative that we act now to prevent election interference and intimidation. Once again, Democrats are attempting to try to win the election through the courts, rather than on the ballot, as they know they will be unable to defeat President Trump and our Republican candidates in November. This is why it's so imperative for us to join the RNC to intervene and to prevent these liberal tactics. My third point to share with you today is that Democrats push voting schemes that benefit them, and yet they harm voters. Take the state of California, for example. Governor Gavin Newsom issued an executive order to force mail-in ballots to be provided to all California residents to, quote, preserve public health in the face of the threat of COVID-19. Well, that sounds very reasonable, right? You want everybody to vote. You want to make it convenient for them to vote. But Tom Fitton, the head of Judicial Watch, points out how destructive this is to our election process. While Newsom has relied on his emergency powers in the face of the pandemic to order all male ballot elections, Tom said, he has notably failed to restrict ballot harvesting under state law, which allows paid employees of public sector unions, among others, to go door to door gathering ballots from strangers even helping those voters fill them out. Public health, in other words, is cited as a justification when it is convenient and is ignored when it is inconvenient. This is just the kind of self-interested partisan game playing that causes American voters to react with disgust at how we conduct our elections. So Tom Fitton raises this excellent point. Gavin Newsom is citing the crisis, the public health, health crisis, to push for a change in California election law that Democrats have wanted all along. 
They want the ability to extend the time that people have to vote and they want to put it in a way that public sector union employees can go door to door and persuade people not only to vote, but probably to put pressure on them to vote in particular ways. And that's not just limited to public sector unions. It's also any groups that have a political agenda and have the ability to go target people who are the recipients of these ballots. So that's one issue that's a problem. Tom Fitton cites this 2005 bipartisan Carter-Baker Commission on Election Integrity, which noted that, quote, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud. Absentee balloting is vulnerable to abuse in several ways. Blank ballots, ballots mailed to the wrong address or to a large residential building might get intercepted. So interception. Citizens who vote at home, at nursing homes, at the workplace, or in church are more susceptible to pressure, overt and subtle, and to intimidation. Vote-buying schemes are far more difficult to detect when citizens vote by mail. So think about that. You have the possibility that many ballots will be intercepted because once they're printed and mailed out, they're live ballots, meaning once they are voted and returned to the state officials, then they're counted, then they swing elections. And then this commission also noted that point that people can be intimidated. If you're not going somewhere and filling out the ballot yourself, and if you're in a place, a church, a workplace, home, you might be intimidated by those around you to, to complete the ballot in a particularly favored way. It is also critically important to understand that the register voter lists have collapsed. The National Voter Registration Act requires states to remove inactive voters from registration rolls if they do not respond to an address confirmation notice and then if they fail to vote in the next two general federal elections. And think about that. It's If you have died, then you're not going to respond to an address confirmation. You're not going to vote hopefully in any more elections. And if you've moved, <clears throat> you shouldn't be voting in that state anymore. You should be registered in your new state or county and you should be voting there, not voting in both elections. So the problem with bad voter registration lists is that you can have dead people voting, not really, but people using those dead people's ballots in order to vote. And you can also have double voting where someone votes in the place they used to live and also votes in the in the uh, new jurisdiction that they are legally eligible to vote in. Judicial Watch investigated and discovered that 1.6 million inactive voters were in Los Angeles County alone. That is an astounding number, 1.6 million voters. There are more voters on the registrations than actual voting age citizens in LA County. So you have a certain number of age eligible citizens in the county and the voter registration rolls exceed that, which is mathematically impossible, but not according to Democrats' math. 
the whole state of California had voter registration at a rate of 101% of age-eligible citizens. So you see right there why it's so important to make sure that the voter registration lists are clean and cleaned up and made sure that the people who are on the list are actually entitled to receive a ballot and to vote. So under Gavin Newsom's order, these 1.6 million inactive voters in LA County would create live ballots for circulation. So when you think about that issue, you're not talking about 16 mistaken ballots or 160 mistaken ballots or 1,600 mistaken ballots. You're talking about 1.6 million ballots that would be created in LA County alone. California is a huge state, so we're just looking at LA County. How many more inactive voters would receive ballots in the entire state of California? And then multiply that times the 50 states and territories. How many inactive voters are gonna trigger these ballots that will be subject to fraud or double voting. Why do Democrats fear the American voter? Maybe because they know their policies fail the American voter. Democrats have a targeted idea to weaken our election integrity, even if it only gives them a slight edge in elections. Remember all those voters overseas holding up their ink-stained fingers to show how they were able to vote? The vital mechanism protecting Americans from tyranny is the vote by a living American citizen without fraud, without intimidation, without fear of punishment. Democrats' highest value is political power, and they will even sacrifice the integrity of our elections if it helps them grab more power. It's sickening. Will you stand up for our right to have free elections? Make sure to let the Democrats in your state politely know that you value our freedom to vote, the foundation of our republic, and that you oppose any of their efforts to redesign our election system to benefit them at the ballot box. I'm going to link down below to the list of the state Democrat parties so that you will have access to be able to contact them. Thank you so much for joining me today. Subscribe below, hit the bell, and comment down below on what you think about the Democrats' effort to subvert our electoral integrity. And please also comment if you have any topics that you would like me to cover in future episodes. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.